Your wedding is full of many events leading up to and during the wedding weekend. You've got the bachelor and bachelorette parties, engagement parties, and countless photo ops with you, your partner, and the new ring. And of course, at the wedding, we have the rehearsal dinner, a welcome party maybe, a second outfit at the wedding, a bridal luncheon, a groom's luncheon for the traditional people, and of course, you have your send-off brunch. With all of those events come many wardrobe needs, and today I'm joined by Allison Brune of The Style That Binds Us. So before you hit next on that search for a white dress from Revolve, you have to listen to this conversation with Allison for all of her styling tips and shortcuts. It was amazing. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. So I know I focus a lot on the logistics of the day, like you mentioned, and the day itself. But then also there's obviously the photos from the day to think about. And I'm looking for different things in the photos to make sure that they're all correct. But you mentioned earlier about talking to the photographer and how you bring a different perspective on that. I would love you to share with our listeners what that is. Like, What are you looking for? when you're putting together the outfits or the style so that they can also think about that stuff too and what you're bringing to the table that I'm not bringing and that I'm not versed in? Well, first of all, we take a bunch of photos early on and I look at their Pinterest boards and we study other engagement photos or we study first look photos or whatever, the pictures of the day with the family, whatever, whatever it is, they can look back through their friends' weddings, things like that, so that they screenshot ideas. The best thing you can do for any photographer really is show them photos that really resonate with you and Mm -hmm. give them three or four words that are the emotion that you want to come through. Because a lot of times I think it's in everybody's head, but sometimes when it comes together, if it's not, you know, symbiotic or whatever, then especially with, you know, brides or mother, whoever, there's going to be a lot of emotions. And then that adds a lot of stress. They start to kind of panic or whatever. So once again, it's, you know, being super prepared and obviously looking, they've already looked through the photographer's, you know, portfolio and everything, but making sure before the formal photos happen that, everybody's on the same page. And it might be that the stylist needs a certain thing about the dress to show or something in the planner saying we can't be over there because this is going to be in the background and the photographer is saying this. All I can say is it just takes planning in the beginning because you can't redo the photos, not for the wedding and the reception and everything else. So being very, very specific. I was watching a TikTok or something that you did on social media about how making sure that they sit down in their outfits and they see like what they're going to look like and thinking about how you want to make sure that the, everything is going to be positioned and how it's going to be presented because they're obviously wearing it, but it's going to be photographed a certain way. So thinking through those things also. And especially like dancing, the strapless dress. What if they pick you up or if you reach up and go like this, you know, what if that's not the way you want it to look or from the back you didn't realize 
you know, something in the back was not going to make you very happy. And then the photograph catches that, you know, and it's your big dance or whatever. It's really thinking through and also for the bridesmaids as well as for the bride, anything with a slit or a wrap. If like when the bridesmaids are walking down the aisle, if they are in wrap dresses, that look really pretty when they just try them on. If you don't, Think about when they sit down, their whole legs are, you know, when they're walking down the aisle, it might be very distracting if all these bridesmaids' legs are, you know. Showing a lot. (laughs) Things like that, just little things and sitting down and looking at yourself from the side. And, you know, I had a bride the other day, she's in Ohio, so she was trying on the dresses and then coming back and reporting. And when I said, did you turn around in the dress? Did you lean over and touch her shoe? Did you pull the dress up like to go to the ladies' room? Did you raise your hands up? Did you just sit down across your legs, whatever that you're going to be comfortable in? Did you do any of those things? And she said, oh, I didn't even think about that. And we had just started working together. You know, I didn't have time to talk to her about all of that. But those are the kind of things too. Right, to think through. Because you always ask those questions, but they might not be. They're just looking at it in front of the mirror. Like, does it look pretty? Everybody's giving them, you know, ideas when they're trying on the next one. And yeah, so that's for weddings and for life, for anything. It's like, turn around, let's look at this from the back. Did you know that your bra strap is causing some little, you know, it's just your skin. Things that people don't realize that I know they would be sad about if they didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, because you're pointing those things out, yeah. Talking a little bit about the process, because we talked about this a little bit already, but when you're working with a client, how is the process? Like, what is the timeline? Do you focus first on the wedding and then those events first? Or then, or do you do like the rehearsal? Then, like, what is the order that you go in? Or is there not an order? There is an order. It's just the same thing when I work with clients for anything. You know, in a perfect world, we would start with this and we move to this and this and this. But a lot of times they come to me, they've already got the dress. It's the mother that comes to me first and she realizes she needs a dress too. They found the daughter's dress and then it goes out from there or it starts with a dress. Obviously, you're going to start with the things that you need the biggest lead time in. You know, if it's obviously a wedding dress, how long that's going to take to go from choosing to the finished product. And then the same thing if you say, well, I want to do a dinner for the rehearsal, you know, I want to get some pants made to go with this great white top that has kind of this train thing or whatever, you know, they have this great vision, but that in itself, you know, one time a girl wanted to have something done like that. And I reached out to someone who actually makes pieces for people. And she's like, I'm booked through 2023. Whoa. So then you have to, I mean, you know, think through that and branch out and find more people that'll do made to measure pieces and things like that. And also the more money you have to spend, the easier everything is. It's just the truth. And we all know it. I'm not saying don't come to me if you don't have plenty of money. I'm just saying it's going to take us a little bit longer possibly because we have more parameters there. And also if we're talking about dresses that you want for the bridesmaids luncheon, that need to be pre-ordered, you know, all of that. Everything just takes time. It does. With those investment pieces that usually take more time, they're probably going to look a lot better because they're custom made or they're tailored for you or there's, you know, there's they're harder to find as opposed to something off the rack. 
Maybe not. You know, maybe if, if you already have like a favorite dress or outfit that you wear that's already in your closet, that's great. But then having some accessories to style with it. True. And most people, you know, like for the out, the dress or whatever, even if it's for the couple's party, they want something new. You know, they want something special mm-hmm. for these, you know, if there's a party and then the bridesmaids lunch and rehearsal dinner, if those are the things, post toast, whatever it is, those kind of things. A lot of times brides do want something new and also with the dress i mean any dress so the sizes that were created were created in like two four six eight ten twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen blah 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 those were created in the 1970s and those sizes have not changed but bodies have most bodies are not made you know unless you have standard shoulders and you have a little waist but not too much of a waist and all these different things things off the rack aren't going to fit you exactly right so you know, even if you find a dress the first day, there's alterations most likely that are going to need to be done and things like that. So I know you mentioned this already, but so you work with not just the bride, you work with other members of the family too? Most definitely. And it usually is a like a, a snowball effect. And that's why I think it would be so great. I just want to get the word out about the possibility of sitting down and starting at this from the very beginning instead of backtracking. Usually a mother of the bride or something will be, oh, well, could you do something for me too? And then they go, I've ordered these pieces and they start sending them to me. And I can tell from looking at them that they're not going to work. I know the brand. I know how they fit, you know, all of the things. And I won't say that, you know, that none of those are going to work. I would never say that to them. Let's see, let's get them in and let's see. And then we'll go from there. But I pretty much already know they're going to come back to me and say it didn't work, you know, which usually is what happens. And only, you know, just because this is what I do every day, you know, I know how they fit and what the brands are doing these days and all those kinds of things. So then we go back, we talk about budget. At budget, I know where we're going to shop. I know what we're going to do. At a certain price, you're probably not going to be able to get anything made. So we're going to find something off the rack and have it altered and all that kind of stuff. And then it's, can we get together and work on the bride's sister and the bride and me? Can we just go over the whole, what we're doing? So that's really kind of complicated. When you have three different people, it's more like, let's make an appointment wow. for each person. Right. And some of the things yeah. are mom and sister wear the same size shoes. So for this event, you're going to wear the shoe. For this event, you're going to wear the shoe. This bag can be worn by the bride too. Then the bride's like, well, I want it for my own, like forever. And then the other side will get us another ones that, you know, so. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Major ordeal of getting everything <laughs> together, but it all falls together. And then everybody, you know. Well, it's an even more crazy spreadsheet, but I love it. Cause then if you're bringing them in, then you can reuse some of the pieces and then you have like an even bigger inventory to choose from because it's more people, but then you're hopefully going to have more budget because and you're spreading it out amongst more people too. If you're all going to live in the same town, you just need one bag and whoever needs it, you know, it can live at mom's or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. I don't know if you touched on this already a little bit, but can you tell us about some styling emergencies that can happen or how you've helped people through those? You know, a lot of times it's, we can try to have as good of a plan as possible, but then things still come up and same thing for me. So I'm sure that it's stuff that you're always having to deal with too. Yes. And what I find so often that I don't think I mentioned this beforehand is they don't try on any of their clothes with the right undergarments. They'll be like, oh, this isn't the bra I'm going to wear. 
you know, but then they never tried on with the bra they're going to wear. And then when they do, they didn't realize that it shows under the arms or whatever it is. So it's like, please don't make me try this on again. Like, you know what? We're trying it on one more time. We really are. So those kind of emergencies where the underwear shows through and they didn't, you know, even if it's a nude, sometimes nude underwear can be darker than the dress and things like that. Sometimes the veil, the day of, you know, they practice with it, but no one is actually there like from the salon or they've gone home or whatever it is. And the the veil gets messed up. And so to have a bridesmaid trying to redo the veil is going to bring everybody to tears or the mom. You can only imagine all of those kinds of things. Everything you can imagine. I mean, you know, a strap on a shoe breaks the day of, and that's an emergency, you know? So sometimes, you know, we have a backup pair that's just with us. And then sometimes we're running out and grabbing something, you know, you can't like plan for every single thing, but you have your team that's running around doing things like that too. Or the rehearsal dinner was you're wearing the same dress shoe as the wedding because, you know, it's an expensive shoe and you love it. But you realize after Friday night, it's too uncomfortable. It's just like when you see people like for the red carpet. So I do the same tricks that they do. Sometimes I use something called Voltaren, which is, I think is really actually for arthritis. But if you put it on the balls of your feet, this is what the celebrities do for the red carpet. It thumbs the balls of your feet. So your shoes are more comfortable. If you put Vaseline, you know, on the inside of your gums, mm-hmm. and even if you're like dry mouth, your lips don't stick and, you know, just all kinds of things like that. Speaking of looking good, today's episode is brought to you by Proven Skincare. I am so excited that Proven is a sponsor of our podcast. A couple of years ago, I started buying expensive skin creams instead of my drugstore face wash and moisturizer because my skin was looking a little rough. Literally, it looked rough on the surface. It never seemed hydrated and I was getting more and more wrinkles, but I had no idea what I needed and felt like I was throwing money away. That's why I love Proven. Proven created a personalized skincare routine that addressed my specific skin and its needs. I filled out a short questionnaire that asked me questions like, where do I live? Does my face feel tight when I get out of the shower? How much time do I spend in front of the screen? Important factors that affected the state of my skin. After using Proven's daily face wash, moisturizer, and night cream for only a couple of days, I kid you not, my face was visibly smoother. I couldn't stop looking at my face in the mirror. It was kind of bad. Even my husband saw a difference, and guys, he can't even tell when I cut my hair. Now I'm obsessed with Proven skincare and tell everyone about it, including you. Whether you're a bride or groom and you want to take extra good care of your skin so you're glowing from the inside out on your wedding day, or you're a regular person like me just trying to reverse the signs of aging, you need to use Proven. Visit ProvenSkincare.com and enter the code DESIREE for 20% off your purchase. Again, that's ProvenSkincare.com and enter the code DESIREE, that's D-E-S-I-R-E-E, to get 20% off your entire purchase at checkout. How often do you go to the wedding itself or do you go with them or do you do a lot from afar or just just depends on the client? It depends on the client. It really does. You know, it's all pretty much by the hour. It's not like a package deal. This is what it's going to cost. 
it doesn't matter if it's the wedding day or, you know, for the engagement photos or for the engagement, you know, some people are like, okay, now that I know my body type, let me see if I can do it by myself. Or I've already worked with them. So I already know all of that. So that's a step ahead too. So everything is just different. Some people it's going to take longer because they have more parameters to work within, you know, mean anything, but people are all different shapes and sizes. And so it just depends. Obviously the best thing would be to have a wedding stylist from when you think you're going to get engaged, you're pretty sure go ahead and reach out and say, don't tell anybody, but you know, people do that with me too. (laughs) People do that all the time. Right. And it's the same kind of thing. And then you go, if you could do it all the way through the honeymoon and have the stylist at the photo shoot for the engagement photos and have the stylist at the, to come in, you know, towards the end, like when everybody's had their makeup and all that kind of stuff done for the stylist to get there kind of to help them walk outside and do the photos and all of that kind of stuff and then get them ready to go down the aisle instead of just the person that directs the weddings at the church or wherever doing the dress and stuff like that. Right, because you're looking at different things that they're not paying attention to because, you know, we all have different specialties. Right. And so... Can you tell us, you don't have to be super, super specific, but I think, I know you're suggesting that it's definitely, I agree, economical if you can work with a stylist that you will definitely save them some money. Can you tell us generally like how much people might think that they would need to spend or how much a stylist would typically cost? I know it can vary, but something to give people an idea. That depends on, you know, the very least to the very most, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you did somewhere in the middle, it'll be a couple of thousand dollars, probably for the stylist and then whatever it is in your budget for clothes. Got it. Okay. But what happens is, first of all, time saved, you know, it's like you work all day and then you meet your stylist at wherever it can be a mall, you know, like a nice mall or it can be, one store, whatever, and it not virtually for this part. If it's virtually, then the packages have been chosen online. We've done an online lookbook. The packages have come in, and we're going to have a try-on session. Oh, okay. So that is important to have, usually, a stylist there in the store because sometimes you see a dress, and you're like, it's fine, but then when you add the right earring you know, and the right shoe, then they're like, oh, now I see. Yes, I absolutely love this. And then that kind of thing. Things, of course, keep popping into my head about all of this and then they go away because there's so much to it. But anyway, as far as saving time, you're not taking off work at your lunch hour, running around trying to find dresses. You're not spending off Saturday and Sunday when other people want you to do other things, frantically doing things. You're not ordering every night. Millions. Things and they're all coming in, and you have all these packages. <laughs> you need to send them back. You need another size, and they don't have that size at that store. You know, I can call the brand and say, "Where can we find this piece? Do we have any left anywhere? Or you're going to recut it?" You know, all of these kinds of things have it shipped the next day. I mean, that's a whole nother thing when you can text message someone from the brand and say, "That's so cool." Yeah, I have a client that loves this earring, but. She needs it for like Thursday night. Is there any way y'all can FedEx it to me overnight? (laughs) But anyway, so all of those little things, that makes the process go much quicker. 
And right now, these returns are starting to be an issue with brands. So they're starting to charge for returns, keeping the label. I mean, literally. It's a big process. So much back and forth. And then you lose it and then you can't find it. And you have to look in your email. Like, where is that order? Right. And then you think like, I never want people to think I'm pushing them to do anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I promise you, try this on your own for sure. But I have a feeling you're going to end up coming back and then we're going to have less time. Give it a whirl as soon as you can. See if this is going well for you. And if they're like fashionistas that they know their body type and they love to buy clothes anyway, they know their brands. They can do it, right? But most people, that's not the case. They see something, they think it's so cute. So they order it or they think it's cute on their friend. So they order it and it doesn't work for them. And I would have said you should not order that because that neckline works on her, but it doesn't work on you. You know, you're you're five two, she's five nine, and you have blonde hair, and she has dark black hair. So it's, yeah, that's just not going to look the same on you. It's going to look different. This is not going like a pretty delicate dress is not going to look good on her. It's going to look better on you. You know, with your build, with your petite, build, whatever, all of those kinds of things. So that is a huge thing. And then also as far as I know brands. So I know what brands in your price point are going to work for you and what brands you just ordered that I can already tell you are not going to work for you. So time is money too. So I agree. I feel like everyone is just so busy these days. It could just be overwhelming with all of the different things to keep up with. So having someone like you or me, like that guides them through the process, makes them feel good. And then at the end of the day, makes them feel great because they love what they're wearing. They love how they look and what they're wearing. Practically priceless to me. Another thing that I love to do is I ask the mother and of the groom, the bride and the, you know anyone in the bridal party, is there a piece of jewelry that means something to you? that we need to work an outfit around. And one time about a year ago, the woman, you know, the mom had been so crazy busy. She's like, Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. And then she said, Oh, I have this pen that I just love. It was my grandmother's, but you know, no one wears pens. So I never wear it. And I like, you're going to take it to blank, whatever jeweler, and you're going to get them to put a little hook on the back and you're going to wear it as a pendant with this dress for the rehearsal dinner. And she was blown away and they did it. It was an easy fix. And she had her grandmother with her walking down the aisle. Love that. So those kind of things, you know, you just want the wedding to be always remember what it's all about, right? Anything you can do to make it more emotional and about the real purpose of it all is I love that. Before we wrap up, we're going to do a fun segment called This or That Fashion Edition, which I am very excited to ask you about. So question one, all matching dresses for bridesmaids are different. What is your opinion for like color, texture, whatever? I like all matching dresses just because it's not distracting, but I also understand that's asking a lot of people. And if they are in the same color family, and if you can give them like a length, you know, at least so that it looks cohesive, so that they're not doing a bunch of different versions of the color. Right. Because that's hard to do, too. So I feel like it just, it's a recipe for disaster if it's not done well. Right. So for the wedding dress for the bride, do you like colored or do you like it more on the traditional side? First of all, I want to make sure that it's understood that this is just me personally. Yes. Right. This is not ever what I tell a bride to do, but 
for me personally, I'm very traditional, not as much as like classic. Like I think about Grace Kelly's wedding dress or, you know, just the most simple, elegant, exquisite dress. That's just me. I'm not colors. I'm not, you know, a lot of embellishment and everything. But unfortunately, the simpler the look, the more difficult and the more expensive it is to make. People need to keep that in mind too. But the floral look, oh my gosh, I saw some beautiful pieces just, just, you know, two weeks ago or whatever during Bridal Fashion Week. These embroidery on them with little lavender flowers and everything. It was just beautiful. How fun. Okay. For the groom, colored tuxedos or black or something else? So for me, it would be tails or white tie and then a tuxedo. And then mm-hmm. if it were in the summer, a white dinner jacket, or if it's somewhere really hot, I would do like a linen suit. My grandparents are from New Orleans. So a long time ago, all the men in the summer wore this. Oh, it's a white linen suit, but it was kind of a creamy white. Oh, nice. And I love that look. Yeah. For wedding shoes, white or colored? Sometimes metallic. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I do want people to think about comfort, but whatever it is, not too much of it, you know, not too much white. If you're going to do a color, you just want it to peep out at the bottom, you know, but I do think a, a little light blue shoe is kind of fun sometimes. Bow ties or cummerbunds? Both. And vests. It's cummerbund or vest? A vest would be like for tails or morning suit. Right. Love that. And then, yeah, night is cummerbund and bow tie. What's your favorite item that you've incorporated into a wedding that would inspire our listeners? Well, I think that piece of jewelry was really fun. That was a fun process. Um, And then, of course, once it got fixed, then her daughters were like, oh, I want to wear it too. So now it's it's passed down and actually worn. That's really fun. And then sometimes, you know, if the bride is wearing, even if it's taking the beading off of some great-grandmother's dress and adding it to her dress or a veil, you know, anything that is meaningful. That's the kind of thing that I love. That's so great. I love that. And who's your favorite fashion icon? Probably Grace Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And then last one. What is a fashion trend or something for the next year for 2023 that you're excited about that is on the horizon that people should think about? There are so many cute little mini dresses for like the second look or for the rehearsal dinner. What I really love is this transformational. We did a podcast about bridal fashion trends that's about to come out that people listen to on the style that binds us. But they have all of these, like the sleeves, the puff sleeves that can come off, and then it's a strapless dress, a big tulle ball gown skirt that ties just, you know, with a bow at the waist, and then it can come off, and then you're just wearing like a, you know, a very body skimming dress or things it was like two bows on the shoulder and then from that a whole like train off the back and then you can take that whole thing off but I mean when they were walking in those things it looked like a queen or something you know it was just so fun and then you just take the whole thing off and then you're just in basic dress I mean it's not basic but right but a different look yeah and that way you're paying for that part instead of getting like a whole nother look you don't have to leave your party and go get out of your wedding dress, get into a whole nother look. You know, someone's just there to help you take that part off and whisk it away. The change. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I did too. Love that. 
Allison, it was so lovely talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Before we let you go, can you let our listeners know where to find you online and everywhere else? Absolutely. I'm so excited we got to talk today because I do think someone said something about move over wedding planners, wedding stylists are here to stay or something. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not it at all. (laughs) This is a major collaboration. So the style that binds us.com is the website and everything is there. The hub is there. The podcast, the newsletters, the blog, you can sign up for the newsletter, the services for bridal styling, all of that kind of stuff. And then you can either look at at the style that binds us or at Allison Brune on Instagram. And then we're actually on TikTok now too. So yay. Well, I will follow you in all of those places. I already do, but we'll make sure to tag them and list them all in our show notes as well. So thank you so much, Allison. Oh, thank you so much. And that concludes today's episode with Allison on wedding, style, and fashion. I love her organized approach to picking out and planning your wardrobe. If you're like most people, you don't have thousands of dollars to drop on a wedding wardrobe. So her tip to plan it out, decide on the key investment pieces, what you can borrow, and what you can reuse from outfit to outfit makes so much sense. And honestly, I feel like having a wardrobe or fashion stylist in your back pocket is going to save you lots of money in the long run because you're going to be smart and savvy with all of your investment pieces. So yay for Allison. If you want the episode show notes, make sure you visit verveventco.com forward slash seven eight. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash seven eight. So for more styling tips, make sure you follow her and give her a shout out at the style that binds us on Instagram. And speaking of shout outs, it's now time for our review of the week. So our review of the week comes from Oola, O-O-L-A-H, who gives it five stars, and they write insightful, in-depth, and well-rounded. Yay! This is one of the few podcasts my fiance and I can agree on. Desiree gives thoughtful and insightful advice on all aspects of wedding planning. She alternates between interviews with vendors and goes in-depth on specific topics by herself. We like both types of episodes because they give the podcast a well-rounded approach. Yay! Desiree also brings up aspects of the planning we never thought to consider. My favorite episode was on how to prepare for the wedding tasting. She brought up so much that we needed to consider, and now we feel much more prepared with questions we need to ask our caterer and venue. Thank you so much, Desiree. Keep up the amazing work. And they left their IG handle at O-O-L-A-H. Yay. Thank you so much, Ula, for that amazing review. Are you also familiar with the Ula gin? That is one of my husband's favorite. It's a boutique gin that is so super smooth. It's ridiculous. But anyways, Ula and Alu, I think they're like sister, brother. I don't know. Anyways, check it out. I love that both of you can listen and enjoy the podcast. Make sure you check your DMs, Ula, because I'll be sliding into them to send you a gift from our ATP gifting suite. Speaking of the season of gifting, I would love for you, dear listener, yes, I'm talking to you, to please give the show a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate your support of our little podcast. If you give me this one gift, which is free, just takes one minute of your time, please tap those five stars and leave me an emoji or some words, and I would so appreciate you. It helps us get more and more amazing guests. Also, don't forget to leave your IG handle so I can send you something too. Finally, if you all have questions and you want me to address them in an upcoming episode, 
make sure you call our wedding planning hotline at 585-210-3467. Again, that's 585-210-3467. Your question can always be anonymous. I'm thinking if you want to submit something that you don't want to share or you are embarrassed or if you want to submit something for our upcoming relationship therapist episode, just send us a voicemail and we will make sure to answer it on our upcoming episode. That is it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you all next week. I know the holidays are coming up. So thank you all again for sharing your time with me. Again, if you want the episode show notes, make sure you visit verveventco.com forward slash 78. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 